0: Hey there, this is Chelsea Poppigan here. I just wanted to express the gratitude that I feel over the response to this podcast. It has been incredibly amazing to see so many of you wanting to invest in this conversation with me. And as a response to that, I have decided to open up my calendar a bit and have 15 minute free calls with some of you where I work on one specific problem that you are encountering in life during or after an affair. The link is in the show description notes if you are interested in having this call with me, and I'm excited to get to know you better. Hi, and welcome to the podcast, The Other Woman and the Wife, where we discuss why infidelity exists and what we can learn from it. In this episode, we're going to be discovering why forgiveness is important and how to forgive yourself. This was a pretty uncomfortable episode for me to record as Kevin left me hanging. I hope that my discomfort inspires you to become a little bit more uncomfortable with an exercise that will result in your progression. And without further ado, here is the episode. (laughs) Oh, you make me uncomfortable. That's great. Okay, so how to forgive yourself after an affair is probably one of the top questions that I get asked silently. And when I say silently, it's usually someone will slide into my DMs and they're like, I relate so much to so many of the positive things you say, but I struggle a lot with the shame and the guilt, and I just need to figure out how to forgive myself. And the gentle reminder of you're only human like only goes so far, I think. And for some of us, we actually do need to spend the time processing what forgiving ourselves actually looks like. So I wanted to do a deep dive On forgiving yourself, because I think without that, you lack a bit of freedom to enjoy your life. Because I think if you are not working towards forgiving yourself, you're living kind of in a negative space of regret and resentment. And all that does is breed more negativity into your life. So that's kind of the premise of this episode. And it's not going to be an easy one to listen to, I don't think. At the beginning, and then at the end, you're going to feel like, "Ah, I'm so glad I listened to this." And I listened all the way through. So the, I think that the first step in learning how to forgive yourself is developing a sense of self. I said this early on in my TikTok journey. I think that the kind of like the source of the affair was self-neglect. I lacked so much self-love and self-care that I couldn't possibly even understand what my own wants and needs were at that point in time. So the self-awareness piece is really difficult because all of a sudden you really don't know who you are and you can become paralyzed by mistakes you have made in the past, which I also want to touch on how much the past really matters and what the purpose is of looking back at your past. Because I think a lot of people don't want to be trapped by their past, but they don't necessarily know how to let it go. And letting it go isn't as simple as other people say when they just say, oh, just let it go. You just It just happens. You just say it and it's gone. Fucking bullshit. It's not how it works. And uh, I think that With the self-awareness piece, once you actually take the time to look back and see what you were doing and why you were doing it, you will have a very quick understanding that you liked people please. You tend to make decisions that you think are in the best interest of others, but you really don't understand where your own interest lies. There's one girl in the community, and it's interesting hearing some of her responses to answers. And a lot of them, a lot of the responses are, well, because I don't want him to feel like. And I'm like, but wait, how do you feel? So a lot of what I do in the community and I tell them very openly, I say, I I listen to the conversations that you're having with me because I think your own voice is getting lost and nobody can hear you and you can't even hear yourself. So this one chick in the community, I'll call her Jocelyn. She reminds me of a girl named Jocelyn. Jocelyn will say, I will say, well, why aren't you just telling him that? And she says, well, I'm afraid he's going to get angry. I'm like, yeah, you're still living for, like in protection mode of everybody else when you don't realize the amount of self-sabotage that you're doing. And then when you're left with your cup completely empty, you feel completely empty. So with her... I think that she needs to reflect a bit on why she chooses the men that she chooses and whether she is taking a easy route instead of the route that she actually wants to take. The other piece that I think that we need to evaluate is understanding where your your negative behaviors stem from. This isn't to justify, but to understand. This one, the same girl in the community, Jocelyn, she just posted this meme of a somebody throwing up and it says when the butterflies actually turn into trauma and I thought that that was such a profound uh, image for her to be sharing because I think in her current experience she's like she's still so she's still lusting so much after a relationship that she is neglecting her own needs and wants So she, it's like she's in this little cyclical trap of if I just have him, if I just have him, if I just have the relationship, I'll be fine. And I'm like, no, you can't see it. You are fine. Right now, you are totally fine. You don't have the relationship. You don't have the butterflies anymore. Like that's all kind of disappeared. And now we're dealing with the actual ramifications of decisions you made. And you don't understand why you made those decisions. So this is the piece where doing a little bit of self-reflection is key to getting to a point where you can forgive yourself. When I was doing reflection, self-reflection in, in my own journey, one of the things that I really needed to understand is why I chose to marry my first husband in the first place. What was I really doing in that moment? What Was it because I was passionately in love with this person? and wanted to build a life together, or was it because he was there at the right time and I wanted to build a life together? That was that was a very honest question to be asking myself at that point in time because how did I get here, right? So whenever I looked back, I could see why I chose the person that I chose to marry. He had a lot of what I didn't have. I was lusting. I was lusting after a life that wasn't my own. So when I was in that state of lusting after everybody else and everything that they had, I just kept putting myself as the support to their life rather than figuring out what my own life was. And that continued with Stan. I can't believe I'm saying this on the internet. That continued with Stan. Stan had qualities, very like individual characteristics. About himself, that I did not have, even though I wanted them so badly, I kept thinking that by being in a relationship with these people, I would magically receive these gifts that they had had. And the truth was those those gifts that they had, they were not meant for me. Those challenges that they had, and those rewards that they had, they were not they were not meant for me, they were not mine to have. So once you, once you do this exercise, you are going to realize that no, you were not taking yourself into consideration at all and you were just hoping everybody else was. This is self-neglect. So when you are neglecting yourself so much that you don't even know where you fit in the questions that you are asking yourself, I think that you have done yourself a great disservice and it's no wonder that you're in the predicament that you're in. After you do this exercise, after you do this exercise of figuring out how you have neglected yourself in your own decision making, that's when you start to reprioritize. And that's when you start to take a minute to respond instead of react to questions or situations that you find yourself in, giving your second giving yourself a second to pause and think about the why before acting is crucial, I think, to anybody who wants to change their approach towards life so that they can have a better experience in their life. The other day in a coaching session, I was speaking with a man and he was telling me how much he does for his family. He obviously prides himself very much on how he provides for his family, how he services his family, all of that. He was telling me how he's the one who actually makes dinner every night. And I said, oh, so like how do you figure out what to make for dinner? And he was like, well, I ask everyone. And I'm like, do you do you know what you want to eat for dinner before you ask that question? And he was like, no. And I'm like, so are you just eating what everybody else wants you to eat? And I think that that conversation with him was pivotal because he finally saw – how his neglect of his self actually converted into other people, him feeling like other people were neglecting him when really it was, it was him who was setting the tone all along. So once you do this like hindsight assessment, I think then you, you will start to feel this like somebody said, I listened to somebody the other day and they said, Watch that first step when you become self-aware because it's a son of a bitch. Because then all of a sudden you start to become aware of how you have impacted the world around you with your own behavior that you didn't see any problem with because, hey, you're a selfless person, right? Like that is what people pleasers think they are. They think that they are selfless people when really they are just kings at neglecting themselves. I think also when you do this hindsight 2020, you get to see how circumstances outside of your control have impacted the way that you think and the options that you believe are options for you. And like how, how different circumstances in life get you to a place where you either want to run or you want to build walls in order to protect yourself. And you'll see whatever your tendency was in childhood to either keep quiet, to keep the peace, Or if you were the child who had to run away in order to protect your own nervous system from being overworked, all of those tendencies will follow you along in your life, especially in adulthood. If you choose to neglect it, again, this does come back to self-neglect, you will see that you only had so much control over the person you are today because you have just taken in everybody else's insight into who you are supposed to be rather than actively choosing who you want to become. This is why I think that there is so much room for forgiveness. And the only way that you're going to be able to get to this point, you do the hindsight analysis, you look back, you figure out why, and you're like, oh, those were all really bad reasons. What the hell? Why, why am I so not hitting the goals that I really want to meet for myself. And then you start to reevaluate the goals that you have for yourself and why they even exist. Like, why is it a goal for you to be selfless? Aren't you naturally kind of selfless? Don't you love to love other people? So something's off there. You just a little bit of honesty with yourself goes a long way for you and it goes a long way for other people too. So in order to have forgiveness for yourself, you need to have self-awareness. You need to understand what self-compassion looks like. And then I think the reason, one of the reasons that I also wanted to do this episode is because I think people don't understand why forgiveness is so necessary for you to grow past this experience. And what I wrote down is that once you grasp how to forgive yourself, you can learn to trust yourself. Because I don't think that the two things can coexist. I don't think that you can live in regret and self-hatred and also be able to lead yourself well. So this is necessary in order for you to move forward. You do need to do a little bit of self-reflection, understand where you may have voids that were never met and you used relationships in order to fill those, not sustainable and also the amount of self neglect that exists in your life today and you don't have to hate yourself for it you don't know what you don't know like don't get confused you're not you're not doing this exercise to hate yourself you're doing this exercise to discover the changes that you actually want to make in your own life because i truly believe all you need is a simple want to change your life in order to change your life. Because once you want it, you can't help but act on it. If you're honest with yourself about what you want in life, you really cannot help but chase it. So you need to discern what you actually want in life. Do I really want this relationship that takes it all out of me? Probably not. My biggest fear after the affair was that I would cheat again. I had considered... The detriment that I had done to other people around me, like my existence in the earth was so evil that I I thought that I was destined to do it again and again to other people. And so I really had put myself into this self-worth grapple of do I really need to be here? Am I a value add to society or am I just a takeaway? And that made me really scared. And so at that point, I knew that I was part of the problem. And in order for me to have a positive impact in the world, I needed to understand how I could change my future course of direction. So that desire for change is what sparked this whole journey of self-discovery because the truth is i don't think 22 year olds really know themselves well enough to be making the decision to get married and commit to a long-term relationship that is kind of destined to fail i i saw the other day somebody had said if you have a technology that fails 76 percent of the time why would anyone use it and He took that in comparison to marriage and he was like, this is a construct that fails 76% of the time. Why are we still using it? And it's really interesting because once you make the choice to get married, you are opening yourself up to societal pressures in order to fit into a box that maybe you weren't meant to be in. The affair was... The culmination of uh, much self-hatred and self-neglect that had been a theme I'll say among the adults in my childhood and uh, so with that learned behavior I had gotten to a place where I was so low because I had hurt somebody that I loved unintentionally how did I act without intention do I act intentionally do I really know why I'm doing something before I do it? Or am I just like a reactionary, one of those flagpole men that like sway in the wind in front of car dealerships? Do you know what I'm talking about, Kevin? You do. So once I realized that I was in a state of hating myself, I really had to figure out how to get myself out of that place because all it was doing was perpetuating this negativity in my life and that culminated into much more negative experiences. So once I had made the active decision to leave that place of self-hatred, I really started to understand how I could shift myself into more of a positive mindset By appreciating the things that are around me and taking control over my own experience inside of all of these things that I had opted into, right? Like I opt into friendships, I opt into being an employee. Do I feel like shit inside of those relationships? If I do, it's my job to understand why and to advocate for myself. Nobody else is here to make me comfortable. I'm responsible for making myself comfortable. And that was when I checked myself into therapy. That was the moment I said, well, this childhood belief system has not served me very well for very long. I've only been here for 25 years and I've already fucked up and broke one of the Ten Commandments. I need help. And so then I I walked into therapy thinking, okay, look, here's the deal. I come from a very religious background i hold tightly to my belief system and i believe that therapy is just an institution that is made to make money off of people's problems and that was how i greeted my first therapist i'm sure i'm sure i'm a highlight in her day for sure and once i made the decision that i was going to ask for help that was when i started to understand how our mindsets and belief systems can have such an impact on how we interact with the world around us. So I made the active decision not to hate myself and really start to look for the good and the purpose and the meaning in everything. So I started to challenge myself. I started to challenge my own thoughts on how the world worked and whether it was something I could modify or not. And I decided I could. So I did. And, and you can too. You can totally decide that hating yourself is an unproductive exercise and it's not necessary. And all it does is breed negative energy into the world. And you're likely not a negative person. I get a lot of stories and I can see every single facet that the world would like to judge somebody on everything. I've seen brother-in-laws. I've seen my best friend's husband. I've seen – I have seen it all. I have seen my cousin. And I think that when people are in these situations, they will – they're quick to see how everybody else sees their circumstance. And I just read – I just read something today. Someone was giving an other woman advice on – on her situation. And they had said like, oh, I slept with my best friend's husband. We're in an affair. We're going to counseling, all of this. This person who responded to her was like, you've gone too far. Yes, other people can have affairs, but an affair with your best friend's husband. And I was like, oh, my God, the circumstantial judgment that this woman just spat out on another woman who was asking for help is fucked up. And so I talked to Jocelyn and I said, look, like, again, these are opinions of strangers, people who have never worn your shoes before. And you're, you're taking them in, into consideration more than you are your own opinion. And I think that that is, that is self-neglect. That is self-neglect. When you see other people... When you see other people's opinions as more valuable than your own, I think that is self-neglect. And if you don't have an opinion and you're looking to other people to make one for you, that is also self-neglect. I think the experience of an affair is a catalyst in learning how to trust yourself. If you do not trust yourself, how can you live a life that you want to live I don't think you can I think you're trusting everybody else to lead your life for you and what fun is that so we've touched on self-awareness having compassion for yourself we've also touched on self-neglect and what that looks like I think that all of these things are incredibly important for you to take into consideration when you are learning how to forgive yourself. Forgiveness is key. And the reason why forgiveness is so incredibly important is because it brings it brings understanding, which I think understanding brings about freedom. And it, nobody here is... Meant to be a slave to anybody else. So I really, I really do hope that people who are listening to this episode feel empowered to take a look at their past, evaluate it, have compassion for themselves. And this is, I think, the process that I enacted in order to forgive myself so that I had the freedom to enjoy my life again because it is limited. If you are the other woman in your relationship and you love this podcast, you would love the other women community. The other women community is a membership program designed to help other women just like you reclaim their relationship with themselves and heal from their affair. We provide a safe and supportive environment for you to open up and talk about your experiences. We give you the tools and resources you need to grow into an authentic, empowered individual. If you're ready to take the next step in your healing journey, head on over to theotherwomanandthewife.com backslash community to learn more about the membership and all it has to offer.